You know, there was a time when my wife, there was like a month period earlier this earlier during the pandemic, my wife kept asking me. She was like, uh, Are you on so die yet? Oh. Nah, that's just, <laughs> <laughs> no, she was like, So did your ass uh did we did we do a will? Did you do a will yet? Did you put your, your life insurance? And I was like the initial couple of times I was like, Yeah, you know, that's really important. We should do that. Because you know, anything can happen. Ahead, anything can happen, ahead. blah 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 blah. And then she kept asking though. <laughs> and I was like, let me make sure to uh <laughs> let let my dog Chino taste some of this food before I put it in my mouth. Cause I don't know what the hell you got playing over there. Well, you keep Ch- asking me Chino looks like a rock. Chino can eat anything. That's <laughs> don't trust the dog, bro. I said, let me let me let Chino taste this junk, because I don't know what the hell you got in store for me with all this bullshit. Keep asking me about this damn this damn life insurance like oh okay i said let me let me back up a little bit man so check this out man have you guys why is it every time i start you always gotta be on that because whenever you do the man listen to this (laughs) (laughs) you know it's about to be some shenanigans exactly So check this out. So you know your boy. I told you I've been doing my PT now in the morning. Your man is down almost twenty pounds since the beginning oh, buddy, of, of August. Nigga, shut up and just listen to my. Let me. Can I? Can I do my <laughs> Almost twenty pounds since August, man. He's doing his thing, and I end up seeing something float across my uh, float across my screen earlier today because I was looking at equipment and stuff like that. Popeyes. It was it wasn't the booty fresh ad this time, my nigga. I was looking at equipment and shit. And then my wife brings up to me, she's like, Have you ever heard of these sensual uh, workouts? Uh, and I was like, What? Oh yeah, what yeah, 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 yeah. So I'm over here Googling the sensual workouts or whatever. It's like workout for sensual workouts for couples and shit. Nah, that's what whole, it is. Dog, <laughs> there's ahead. a whole lot of pressing <laughs> and some bumping and some grinding going on. <laughs> and I'm thinking to myself, there's a lot, there's better ways for you to get at it than you <laughs> disguising <laughs> it as workouts. Oh, like, oh, like, oh, hold on. You're trying to tell your wife what to do. You ain't got a lot of kicking. You ain't got to do all that. You know you're trying saying? to shut just, down your wife's foreplay? What no, listen to what you That's why you're a terrible person. That's why you're a terrible person. What I said was if she tried to get at it, she don't need to disguise it as working out. Just tell me, let's get at it. So you you're misogynistic saying? too. You're trying to oh tell your wife how she get at it. Okay. All <laughs> oh, right. Old oppressive ass Negro. Okay. That's that's why you're the worst. That's, that's completely why you're the worst. But oh, you bro, have you guys I've ever seen, heard of this shit, man? I've have you seen, seen some of these workouts? Yeah, it's fucking with clothes. Yeah. Hey, but you just gave me some bullshit though. <laughs> you just seen this fucking It's fucking with clothes on. I don't know what you're doing. <laughs> Some of them just like, okay, I, I get it, but I mean, you just, know, nothing wrong with set the scene. You know what I'm 
It, Bro, my God. 90% of points are not exercises. That is just annoying teasing right there, my guy. No, you no, don't want to spend won't, 30, won't 40, 40, at all. minutes. You know what's like, going to happen next. That's what I'm saying. Let's, 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 let's. You don't know. Oh, don't disguise right it. Through the penetration. Okay. This is how you get letters wow. today. This is how you get letters today. Send all letters to Big O. All ladies out there, send all letters to Big O. My man said, get right to the penetration. Wowzer. I know. It's so rude. Jeez. Then, like, let it warm up a little bit, huh? It's so rude. <laughs> With friends like you, I don't think enemies are necessary. Bro, you just want like to make sure we're clear on that front, my right? God. First, your wife can't do foreplay, did you? No, I'm just <laughs> like, right into So much authority. Damn. Oh, the oppressive ass. And they talk about me hating white people. What about him hating women? I, I know. Can this all, 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 that, all that discipline required. Hey, 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 hell. Don't, don't say that shit on the record, man. Because you know we're gonna, I'm going to get these goddamn comments. People are going to be in my input. I, mean, I know. Yeah, you're going to get it. Yeah, you're about to get it. Yeah, 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 where is Jonesy at now? Where is all email to him. Where's Jonesy at now? <laughs> I don't come on, man. I don't need that smoke in my life. Man. Oh yeah, direct all smoke, ladies. All smoke over there. I'm not all about that. I don't. I don't need that. It's on the record. I don't need. I don't need. My man said no foreplay, straight penetration. I didn't say that. What I said was my wife needs to cut to the chase sometimes. You don't need to disguise stuff. We, if bro, if we, bro, listen, no foreplay. Bro, if we're gonna work, come on, man. Don't play bro. me with this bullshit. You know what I just bro. said. Whatever. That, that is. That is. That is. Yes. What's up? What's up? What I is can't up? wait to give out your email oh, address. Yeah, yeah, it's gonna be fun next episode. Damn, they're gonna rip you up. I know what the black box letters are gonna be next week. I think I, 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 I think Yink is gonna step in for you. I think wife is gonna step in next week. I'm not gonna be surprised if she messages me while we're having the while we're doing the show. I'm like, excuse me, what did you say was going on? Over she about to she about to tackle you. <laughs> yes. Welcome, welcome, welcome. What's up? What's up? What is up? Back once again, it is the Incredible in the Black podcast. And in case you weren't aware, this is a podcast dedicated to covering the current events and social issues going on in your black world and covering it all from the perspective of three grown ass men that know that real recognizes real. I am your host, Big O, Mr. In the Black himself. But you know, as usual, I cannot do this alone. Who do you want to be tonight, L? Because L is the only person that's going to be complaining. Listen, man, I ain't going to say nothing, bro. I'm, nah, nah. Tell me. Who do you want to be tonight? Oh, uh, man. The Fushnickens was the first name that came in mind, bro. Okay. You know I can't do this alone. Let me introduce the rest of the Fushnickens. Crush, <laughs> say what's up, man. What's good, everybody? L, say what's up. Yeah, fuck all y'all. Go you started. <laughs> This is why. This is why people get vibes, 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 vibes. Might as well set the tone now. Get everybody ready. Yes, indeed. If you are checking this out on YouTube, make sure that you hit that thumbs up button. It goes a long way, and make sure you subscribe so that you don't miss out on the next video. And please make sure to follow us across social media at In the Black PDCST on Facebook, Twitter, and on Instagram. Um, under regular pretenses we would be doing a black box letter, but there's a lot of important things to get into tonight. So we're gonna skip that for the first time ever and actually jump right into the show. Um, Crush, why don't you go ahead and pick it off with your uh, with your topic? All right, yeah, basically my topic is um, fuck Dana White. 
Um, okay, I, 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 I can get that. Okay. Okay. Um, the UFC president said that his promotion will not muzzle anybody uh, when asked on Thursday morning about the reaction to Colby Covenant's Colby Covenant comments, which uh, several UFC right, fighters labeled as racist. Um, this uh, followed Covington, who was a rather outspoken supporter of Trump um, after his win uh, against uh, Kamara Uzma. And uh, where he also described um, someone with a coming with a little tribe and using smoke signals and whatnot. Um, I was just, uh, you know, I guess I, I guess I didn't I didn't realize Dana White even felt this way until until recently because I only followed UFC kind of on and off and on. Um, but uh, you know, these these comments uh, kind of struck me as you know a, a terrible way to you know uh, amplify your image. You know, and uh, but to have the head of the organization practically do nothing in opposition, considering the current climate, and therefore re- revealing his own support of Trump, just uh, you know, and, and especially with the league that's filled with excellent, you know, black players, I guess you know, I guess at, at some point I shouldn't be surprised anymore um, at, at the uh, the candid nature of this whole situation. But I would love to hear your gentlemen's thoughts. Go ahead, L. You can go ahead and kick it off. Yeah, fuck Dana White. Uh, let's continue that same trend. Mm-hmm. Uh, but again, Dana White and Colby Covington are doing exactly what white men do who are in power during this time. They usually take one or two stances. Easily, Usually they're, well, one or three stances. Either they're usually quiet about racial shit that's taking place. Two they're either on some ultra liberal type shit or three, they are complacent and involved directly. Kobe Covington is not doing anything different than the old boy McGregor was doing. He's doing the same thing. He's following the same trend and there's big money in that. It's big money if you can stand out there and do Trump-like shit in entertainment right now because that's all he's doing. He's stirring up uh, some sort of base because it worked base, for Trump. That it worked for Trump, and he's getting money from this man. They making money off of this right now. And what needs to happen though, and what I'm surprised that it hasn't happened yet, is some other dude within the UFC say, "Yo, fuck this dude named Kobe. Set up a match so I can go ahead and get in here in his octagon and bust his brains out." That hasn't taken place just yet. Nah, it did happen. <clears throat> what ended up happening actually was he when, he fo- yeah. when he fought, um, what's his name? When he fought Kamaru Usman, who is now, who beat him for the belt, who's now the yeah. welterweight champion. Yeah. What ended up happening was that Kobe Covington fought the number two dude in the league. I forget the guy's name, but he was a Brazilian. And matter of fact, let's take a quick look because he actually tells you the moment when he actually started being racist for pay. It was when he had a sit down with uh, Crush's favorite homie, uh, Candace Owens. So let's take a quick look at that real quick. Dude is trash. Look at him. Oh, yeah. Bonafide. Yeah. Who sat down with Candace? But, but now, <laughs> but now it's like, is the racist market that viable now, Bruh, 
Let him, let him, let, let my man, let, he's letting my man talk. I'm just looking at her ponytail. That shit is trash. Oh my God, Candace. She ain't seen a sister in 15 years. Damn. She get her hair done at Supercuts. Can you let this dude, he's actually talking, people hearing it, man. I, I'm the, sorry, bro. I'm just looking at her hair grief. like, Jesus. <laughs> and she's into it, too. She should have smacked the shit out of this dude. But she won't, though. We know how Candace like the clears. We know it. Oh, it's funny, though, huh? That shit ain't funny. This one forgot her American flag on the table. What the fuck is this? So let's make fun of the Negroes. So you see what was happening. Apparently, he was on his way out the door in the UFC. They're about to cut him because he wasn't an entertaining fighter. He wasn't really doing much. And he thought that it was going to be good for him to play the heel, to be the bad guy, to do like Conor McGregor has done, like L already said. Conor McGregor says shit like this all the time. And I think... This is part of the, I guess, the dilemma, because I think we had this we had this conversation not too long ago. Right. Where is where is it pushing the line? Because when you're talking about dealing with the fight game or even in sports, period, there is the art of skullduggery. Right. To get into your opponent's head and make throw them off balance and all that other stuff. So (sighs) is he doing something that's not tolerable? Or is he doing something that's par for the course, given what we expect from athletes? He's doing something that's par for the course, but taking it a step further. You think so? Oh yeah, he's going above. He's definitely, he's definitely taking it a step further. He's, he's like, he's making this marketable. He's like Trump exposed the market, but now he's reaping, he's reaping that market Uh, directly, directly. This is listen. This shit right here is big money, bruh. Black folks is doing the same shit, pimping this shit out. White folks is doing the same shit, pimping it out. It's big money in this. But to go back to O's point, remember when my man Tyson said that he, it was something about eating kids. Yeah. Said, you know I what I mean? Children. Like, I eat your children. He said, I eat your children. <laughs> you know what I mean? But we, we knew that it's a possibility that Mike will fuck you up. And <laughs> Shut the hell up. Shut the hell up. Shut the hell up. <laughs> Oh, okay, I wouldn't be surprised if Mike got some kids underneath his belt somewhere. You know what? Just, just get, get, get to your point, dude. You talking that bullshit. Okay, all right. But the point is, that's always been a part of the fight game. That's always been a part of boxing. It's part of UFC to intimidate each other now. Yeah. But here of late, within the heightened racial climate, poking that racial button, just not going full-blown, you're a nigger, but going real, real close, just close enough to make it interesting and get what? People to talk about it. I had no idea who the hell Kobe Covington was before he made his silly comments about LeBron. Who would beat Mm. the brakes off of Kobe Covington? But this is big money, and this is all this is about. Mm. I believe Kobe Covington is a racist because I don't think you can actually play a racist and make money off it. I think, no, that somehow or another, your racist gene that most of y'all clears have kicks in, and all of a sudden, 
you using that racism to make money and catering to a ever growing popular base of angry white males. The same ones as marching right around Louisville right now with them guns, so-called militia trying to protect. This is Trump's base. And I don't want to put all of the, the responsibility and the onus on Trump being it wasn't this way before he got there because we know yeah, America. Right. Yeah, But he has made it acceptable, fashionable, yes. openly white racist. And that's all Kobe is on. I just need somebody to beat the brakes off of Kobe. Just yeah. beat the brakes off him. And I Dana White. Very... And the thing about Dana White, I watched the, the 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 clip of Dana White. The press conference. The press conference. I think Dana White is an asshole for a number of reasons. But yeah. this one in particular, he did not come out and speak explicitly against Kobe Covington's behavior. And he actually said, oh, I don't know what's going on. What did Kobe say? I, I don't know. I didn't hear anything. Oh, my God. I can't imagine that. And then all of a sudden, makes it say, well, you guys know I'm not a racist. You know I'm not. But that's and, but that's one of the reasons why I say it's a it's an awkward thing, man. Because as much as well, I want to be very straightforward. I believe that I won't go as far as to say that Dana White is a racist. I will uh, say, of he's, would. no. Listen, listen to what I'm saying because he hasn't done anything overtly racist but if, if he's you not over listen listen, listen 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 he's racist adjacent and the reason why i think he's racist adjacent is because he supports and he supports and co-signs the ideals that donald trump pushes forward Doesn't if he didn't he wouldn't have been speaking at the rnc he spoke to rnc twice the first time in 2016 and then the virtual supporting racists doesn't make you a racist Listen, a lot of black. This, listen to what I'm saying. There are a lot of black people that we know, homies that we know, that are Republicans that follow Trump. And I don't know necessarily if you would 100% categorize them as being racist or race haters. Would you? Because we, we know some folks that they, some brothers that they defend. Trump Hold on. We're, we're not in this moment. We're not talking about black people who are deliberately expressing these things. We're talking about white folks who are defending white racist behavior, whether with their ignorance or their silence. And to mm. me, I, that I, I motherfucker that. is That's racist. fair enough. That's fair. That's fair enough. That's fair enough. Now, we That's can talk fair. about these other Negroes if you want. I mean, we can talk about the, you know, we can, I, I don't have a problem with talking about the house. <laughs> no, I, I know you don't, but that's what I'm saying. this whole thing, this whole thing is, has its, has its roots in history. Like True. to have this racial, this tension and to build off of, I guess, the racial tension to, to, I guess, to gin up attention and to build money. Like racial capitalism. It. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what was it? Um, Ernie Teller versus Muhammad Ali. That's the famous uh, what's my name match where he said he wanted him to call him by his new given Muslim name and he refused to do it. And it got big within the black community because your boy Ali kept calling him Uncle Tom and it became an yep. issue. Yep. Uh, who is it? Uh, Joe, sure. Lewis, Joe Lewis. Max Keller. Bruh, the listen, same thing. The same Rush exact Limbaugh thing. made millions of dollars off of this same rhetoric for years. Right. 100%. This, right. this is... 
I mean, shit, the white folks have been doing this type of behavior for years. And now it has gotten to grow where it is. I won't say it's acceptable, but it didn't used to get media play back in the day the way this shit is now. This shit is everywhere, man. And he is, Kobe is so disrespectful, though. Because when he starts making comments about LeBron's mom, yeah, and shit, like yeah, like yo, yeah, it's a yeah, certain yeah. it's See, a certain line you don't cross. Yeah, I know. But that's the thing, though. That's the thing. Like, that's, okay, yeah. I, I give it to Fight you. I'll words, back up. Man. I'll back up and say it. I'll say it. L, you are right. I apologize. I very rarely say that you are right, but I'll say that you are right tonight. I do believe that Dana is a racist, and I, this is the reason why. If nothing else, right? If nothing else, from anything else is done. Immediately after the fight, this last fight that I had this past weekend where he won, where all of this became an issue, mm-hmm. everyone knew that Kobe is Don, one of Donald Trump's grifters and trolls, right? Mm-hmm. Dana White calls Donald Trump live during the press conference to give him the phone and they talk live. You don't do that unless you're intentionally trolling and building on some of the bullshit that this dude Kobe's been building on. So... Like I said, man, my, my only thing is that it's been part of the game for a very long time. And I don't know if we can necessarily separate it. You know no, what I mean? I no. That last fight, I think it was uh, uh, Namagomedov versus Conor McGregor. And during the fight, after he spent months degrading this dude, calling him all sorts of racial slurs, things that are slurs in his country as a Serbian, sure, right? Sure, sure. During the match, he, he told him, he said, hey, man, it, it was just business. It wasn't personal. Mind you, he grounded, he grinded Connor's ass ass into the mat the entire match. I'm more insulted. Like, yo, you going to disrespect me and be racist to me to get the mat? They going to cop, please? Right before I bust your ass? Okay, let me ask you a question, man. Because there are a lot of, uh, I think at least five athletes came out and said that what they thought that Kobe said was, if not racist, borderline racist, right? But Dana's response was, we don't muzzle our athletes here. We let them say and support whatever they want to say. Was that Dana White calling? (laughs) I know you got his ass on speed dial, you motherfucker. (laughs) (laughs) Nigga, when I see you in these streets. (laughs) But no, I heard I heard what Dana White said where he said we don't muzzle our athletes and we allow them to have their own platform and things along those lines. Do, do you think the question is do you think that he does need to step in? Yes. Yes. It's his business. Okay, so to what extent those are his do employees. you start stepping in then? You tell him the to shut up. Like you tell, and here's the thing. I think there are certain things that we are allowed to say. I dig the freedom speech shit that people want to run around and say we got free speech, but free speech doesn't protect you from getting your ass whooped. Free speech doesn't protect you from losing your job. Free speech don't protect you from getting fined. If what are you saying and doing is affecting the overall brand of the company? There's a he has to step in. Yeah, I if mean, this is bringing negative attention to your whole company. But if I'm Dana White, I'm welcoming. He, this. I, I don't know how he's acting like there is no fringe anyway. Like shit, I don't know how he's acting like there isn't a conduct clause. It may not be. Like, mm-hmm. Well, no, oh, oh no, no, there is. He's just okay. choosing not to enforce it because it's True. his company. True. Well, you but, know but, what's funny but, because once, boy, um, once one of those black fighters get a little too froggy, you're gonna start hearing about conduct clauses. It was interesting. Well, I almost. 
John Jones, he's always in some trouble and shit, but I and they haven't really crazy. put too much on him outside of really embarrassing him and allowing over and Usada over to do stuff. But true, it is what it is at this point, man. I I really Disgusting. just. Yeah. It's it's trifling. I mean, there's no other way around it, to be very honest with you. But like I said, when you start muffling folks, how far do you go with muffling people? Do you start do you start telling dudes that support Black Lives Matter not to talk about Black Lives Matter because it's a political stance and you don't want to engage in any of that? I think those types of things are are easy to navigate through. You think so? Um, Because white people have done a very good job of making it seem like Black Lives Matter is directly associated with black supremacy and black racism. Well, if you get what I'm saying. And and I understand that component, but I think also we as black people haven't done a good enough job of delineating between Black Lives Matter organization and Black Lives Matter, the hashtag and the meaning behind it. So I I think it's a... That's fair enough. That's some bullshit that white people be doing. You know, typical clear shit. Black supremacy. <laughs> that was that was Terry Crews. <laughs> oh, oh my gosh. But it's all that's always a great joke. Our, <laughs> shut, shut, shut up. <laughs> all right. Um, what we're gonna do now uh is actually talk about the recent decision by the attorney general and the grand jury of Kentucky, uh, they finally came to a decision regarding the Breonna Taylor case. So, uh, Boogie, why don't you take it over, man? We've been sitting, waiting, black folks across the country have been sitting, waiting for, um, to see what Louisville was going to do, what Kentucky was going to do in light of the Breonna Taylor case. Uh, News had begun coming down that the city was declaring a state of emergency, declaring emergency that they were fortifying businesses. They were clearing things out. They were getting ready for something to take place. And then news came out that they were going to be releasing the the grand jury shit soon. It was supposed to be 12 noon and then it turned into be 1.30. So most black folks were sitting on the edge of their seats because this has been a case that has had most of our anxiety up across the country for a number of reasons. The big one is she was murdered in her home, in her safe space, in her crib. See, when they murdered Trayvon, Trayvon was on his way to the crib and Trayvon was a kid. Some of the other things that we've seen, they've been murdered on the street. But when they murder us in the sanctity of our motherfucking house, that changed the game for us. That put an extra weight behind what had taken place. So even when after George Floyd, even after Aubrey, either all the, all these other ones that took place subsequently after Brianna, Brianna was the one for us, man. It was the one that really captivated our emotions because. It was a sister who was doing the, you know, doing a good job living at the crib and they came in her crib and killed her. So when they released this, this, when they released that out of the three officers, only one of them would be charged, but charged with wanton endangerment. 
I want to make sure that we're clear. Also, let's be let's be very clear. The officer that they did charge is not a current officer. He's a former officer. He was fired already. So it's not like they even punished somebody who was actually still on the on the force. So correct. And they didn't punish anybody who had anything to do with Brianna's actual death. Exactly. Exactly. So the person who was charged was charged for discharging his weapon in an area where someone else who wasn't involved in that particular situation could be harmed. Hence wanton endangerment. Now for some of our, for some of our listeners, I do want to make sure that we at least give them some sort of background. Right. And we'll share. Uh, uh, Cause I didn't know what I had a loose understanding of what wanton endangerment was. And I guess this made it even more, more clear. Sure. Well, yeah. So we're going to share that and give you the definition. So you guys have a a clear understanding of what they were actually charged with. Okay. It says wanton endangerment. Wanton endangerment, a person's acts wantonly with respect to result or to a circumstance described by a statute defining an offense when he is aware and of consciously disregards a substantial and unjustifiable risk that the result will occur or that the circumstances exist. The risk must be of such nature and degree that disregard thereof constitutes a gross deviation from the standard of conduct that a reasonable person would observe in that situation. He was also charged with first degree wanton endangerment. Okay. Now, part of the problem with that is I can't even trust I can't even trust the charges that were presented or put on this dude, Hankinson. This is his name, Brett Hankinson. <laughs> because there were so many lies during the process of this case that were never addressed by the AG during his, during his press conference. Why is it? Okay, let me take a step back. They were able to interview the trainer, the person that does the trainings for sure. these sure. Uh, raids. Sure. He actually trained these officers. These particular officers, yes. And he said, under no circumstance during the training are you supposed to knock if you have a no-knock warrant. Exactly. It doesn't make sense to him. Nope. Secondly, if you are going to announce that you are the police, you announce it in such a fashion that there is no, no doubt ambiguity. None. from anyone no one. that you are the police. Yes. It takes us back. It takes us to the first point, which is the AG said they found one person to corroborate that they announced themselves when they were knocking. Just one. This one person, though, was a truck driver who happened to be coming home that night and was outside on his balcony. And that's how he heard them allegedly say that, yes, that they were the police. That's all they needed was one. One person out of almost 24 people that they interviewed. That's all they needed. That did not hear anything. They didn't hear a thing. Was one person to substantiate the lies of the police officers. That's all they needed. So also we got to ask the question, why didn't the AG address the fact that they lied and said that no one was injured during the raid when they had somebody who was clearly dead? And an officer was shot. They said that there were no body cams available. 
But yet we see pictures afterwards with officers that have body cams on. They said there was no body cam of any of the officers who were doing the warrant. That the Mm. first body cameras were patrol officers who showed up after the shooting had taken place. Okay, maybe that. Okay, let's 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 try and clear that up. A little bit of a yeah. Let's try and clear that up because the way I read at least some of the Mm -hmm. reports thus far was that the initial. The initial, I guess, uh, excuse, and I use that term loosely, the initial excuse was that there was no, none of the officers wore body cams. Then we find one of the officers from the three that were trying to be arraigned had a body cam on. Then after that photo was released, they changed the argument to there was no body cam footage from any of the folks. So it's like, okay, so... what happened to them? Why, why wasn't there, if they had cameras on, why weren't, if they had, if they were wearing cameras, why weren't they turned on? Exactly. That could be the reason why there was no actual footage because it was turned off, but that's problematic in and of itself. If you're exercising a warrant, I'm not a law enforcement officer, but it makes logical sense to me that I want to have my body cam on. Uh, And again, let's be clear. I believe that Breonna Taylor was murdered. Yeah. Clearly. Yeah. And there's nothing anyone there's can no say doubt. that would there's sway no me doubt. otherwise. There's no but doubt. But we will never actually know all of the events that took place in that apartment. We'll never fully have a clear picture of. But what we do know, using our black vision, using historical data, using what we have witnessed and seen throughout history with any encounter that we have seen black folks have, we cannot trust the system. So even when this AG who is black and skin only, that's Elgin saying that black and skin Mm. only Mm. stands up there and makes these claims and makes these statements trying to get us to feel some different type of way using data and facts. We ain't believing that shit. America has done nothing but lie to us for 400 motherfucking years. So you mean to tell me all of a sudden you're going to get was believe some shit? He, he, I've never, that was the, the longest excuse I had ever seen someone draw out. The audacity. The audacity to stand there and, and, and present an excuse. Yeah. One yeah. big fucking excuse. I've never been that professional in a setting. And, and usually when I'm at work, I'm a pretty professional dude, in spite of me being an asshole here. I'm professional on, and when I'm at my job. Lies. But the thing is, I'm black on my job. Like, I'm black on my job. And when something racial happens on my job, I don't suppress that blackness to make sure that I continue to do my job in a professional fucking manner. My blackness rises up and motherfuckers know that I'm black. This dude, there was no sign of him being black in that press conference. I think part of the, the problem also was the excuse that he used at the very end towards the end of the press conference where he was like, I know that people are seeking justice through their emotions, but the facts lead us into a different direction and we shouldn't allow ourselves to let the the current state of events rile us into. And I was like, and all I could think was, I don't know how given what the history, not even, let's not even say the historical history, but just the history within the case as we've been following it uh, has at the very least, if you don't want to say they're lying, they've been inconsistent. That by itself for me would have been more reason for them to go to trial. 
to let's hash every goddamn thing out and figure what the hell's happening because he's saying okay from what he's saying he said six shots hit miss taylor right that the critical shot that killed him came from uh killed that killed her came from um one of the officers that were not charged at all that they didn't bring any sure. charges uh, none of, he wasn't one of the three no and i'm thinking to myself okay you let's let, we looked at wanton we looked at the definition from wanton endangerment at the very end it says to use reasonable scenario of a common person what would you do if someone is coming into your home close to one o'clock in the morning, did not announce themselves and broke down your door? I think it's reasonable to say that you would you would find some way to defend yourself. However, he said that the shooting and killing of Miss Taylor was justified. justified. I just don't know what at what point. Did it become justified? He said it was justified the, simply because that this man, uh, I forget, Mr. Walker, Kenneth Walker, Mr. Walker yeah. fired first, which then led the other officer to defend himself. But you're missing the first catalyst in all of this. You bursted into this he woman's house. And of course, unannounced first. Unannounced. No one knew you were the cops. No one did. No one knew. So what's the first thing a brother thinking? Someone's about to rob me. I'm laying there with my girl, though. I'm laying there with my lady doing nothing. No. The the dude the dude they're looking for was across. That's and that's that's also part of it. Okay, so just for a quick clarity, he she was not in bed from the reports. And I've been reading these, it's it's a the shit is long, but I've been reading the reports and they heard the knocking. They quickly got dressed, and this is according to Mr. Walker's. Saying. I don't know if they heard. They heard the knocking. They heard the banging, the and they bang. got up to go yeah. see what was happening because she didn't die in her bed. No. She died as they had just turned the corner. Based on what Mr. Yeah. Walker is saying, they had to just turned the corner out of the room to see what was going on. Sure, and she died in the hallway. So she so was not. Ba- she wasn't killed in her sleep with the the narrative because that, that was we, part of the narrative that, that was, was one of the inflammatory sure. narrative. Yeah, that's and, and I agree. That's that's not. In, uh, Mr. Walker, her boyfriend at the time, stated that she was not sleeping. So this wasn't the police officer. Them lying motherfuckers didn't say that. Well, they did, but we trust Mr. Walker in this case because yep. he was actually defending her. She was not killed in her sleep. Nonetheless, Mr. Walker and Ms. Taylor were investigating an intrusive, abrasive, unfucking normal type of knock mm. on their door. The kind of knock that makes black folks reach for their weapons and go to investigate. That's the type of knock it was. Now, let me tell you this. As someone who has had the police knock on their door, when they knocked on my door, you know what they did? They knock by yelling police. Police. Yep. Open and, up. And it I, wasn't, and it's not just I didn't once. Have to, no. The way they made it sound was the, the way the reporter saying from this guy that heard this thing, he said he heard it only one time. Once. The police don't do that. No. If they banging on your door, guess what, bro? Because they are going to announce who they are because they're going into a space. That they're unaware of, they're unsure of what type of danger is on the other side of their door. So them announcing themselves as police is as much about notifying you 
who they are as it is protecting them from what's on the other side of that 100%, door. 100%. 100%. So the that, fact that they that, didn't do it that's, that's the at key. all that's the is key. The, the, the basis of a yeah. no-knock warrant. The, the thing that got me, not just because of the charges, but at no point in the report did they mention Breonna Taylor's name. When the judge read the announcement, they said they were going to give them first degree wanton endangerment. First count, mm -hmm. culpable towards occupant initials CD. Second count, culpable to occupant initials CE. Third count, culpable to occupant ZF. That sure. was it. They did not mention Brianna Taylor, who died as an act of this, but this was, rape. And I want to make sure that we, they can't, we cannot I, 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 they ignore an sure. entire death. I, I, no, no, we no, can't. I we can't. They, I don't think they believe ignored it. it. I don't think they Completely. ignored her. I don't think they ignored her death. I don't think they ignored her at all. I think they intentionally left her name out of those announcements. Mm -hmm. Because if you continue to mention her name on top of the lies and bullshit, all that shit taking place in Louisville right now gets ramped up even more. So I think it was incredibly strategic that they intentionally didn't mention Brianna at all because Brianna was the case. We didn't give a fuck about the officers. Yeah. We like Mr. Walker. He cool or whatever, but not really because, yeah, Brianna was the shit that made us feel some type of way. So it. they couldn't mention her name. Like, you got it. I just think they did that shit on purpose. And they ain't shit. The judge ain't shit. Oh boy, ain't shit. And I know everybody want to draw connections to who he's sleeping with, who her family is, and all that type of shit. I don't give a fuck about none of that. I think it influences who I believe who I you sleep too. with does influence your politics. It influences your morals, your values, all those things. I don't think anybody can deny that. But does it influence you enough to remove your heart? And your blackness. <laughs> that shit right there fucks me up. I don't know how anybody was able to do that. Amoral I think it was authority. a I think you were completely com I think you're 100 percent It was a complete the strategy from beginning to end. Intentional omission. Was yeah. was to do that. And he and that's one of the reasons why I say it's it just I can't I really want to know how they presented this to the grand jury because based on some comments that this dude Cameron was making during the press conference it kind of gave you insight into where he was coming from it didn't seem like he really cared too much or had any intention on bringing charges to these folks I know a little bit about grand juries but the, the and I'm I'm ignorant Please, of the full full way it works but what I believe takes place is Whoever is presenting the information to the grand jury is responsible in charge of what is presented. So if certain things don't want to be presented to the grand jury, they do not. They don't yeah. have to. Yeah. That's my belief. And I could be completely in error and wrong on that. If I am, somebody please correct me. But I think they have control over what they give to the grand jury. I don't they know. Do. If that's part and, of the problem. And because, if that's and, the case, could you imagine what the fuck they Because he's supposed to be the prosecution in that case. He ended up being the defense. He ended up defending these officers with the evidence that he presented. Meanwhile, we still have to look at the evidence that they presented and what we know to be fact, the lies. And I don't think, once again, that we can understate the lies. The police... Once again, said that they thought that there were drugs in this woman's house, that they had gotten word from the post office 
that there were suspicious packages being sent with suspicious substances being sent to this woman's home. Later on, they talked to the what? The, what do they call the postmaster general of that office? He's like, nobody, nobody contacted us. We never said anything like that. They already had the dude that they wanted, which is Brianna's ex-boyfriend, in custody already. Scumbag. They, yeah. they catch this motherfucker, and then they try to get him to flip on her, flip even on though they know him. Yeah. she was innocent. Yeah. Just to say, to justify the fact that they shot this woman. So with all of these inconsistencies, how can you honestly believe that this dude Cameron put all of the cards on the table to the grand jury to get the best result? I don't believe that shit. I don't think anyone puts all of the cards on the table in any of these situations because they all he He's acting no, as no, the prosecution. I, I agree with you. I'm saying that they don't because they want to win. Either they want to win or they feel like the case that they have is not strong enough. Or in this case, they didn't want it to be a trial at all. So he withheld vital pieces of information to make it so, yeah, I'm going to give them something because I can't get rid of the wine endangerment because some bullets almost hit some white neighbors next door. Mm. I got to be careful. I can't be careful. I mean, got to watch out for the white folks next yeah. door. But, you know, I didn't think this dude, this AG was looking out for his future career in politics. And I believe that Breonna Taylor's death was a sacrifice for him to get there. I think that you're 100% because let's let's take a Absolutely. step back. Absolutely. Earlier this week or the end of last week, his name was on the short list of Supreme Court justice picks for Trump because of his close proximity and relationship with Mitch McConnell. So I think that's spot on, my guy. I wouldn't even put it past it. If this motherfucker becomes a Supreme, Supreme Court justice, he's—I don't think he's going to get picked though, because he's already Trump's already said he's going to pick a woman. So, and there's like two white women that are down to the final choices at this point. So, so there are other aspirations. I'm assuming that this I was really saying he spoke at the, he spoke at the Republican National Congress yes, I mean, he did. conference. This yeah, dude yeah. is climbing up the Republican ladder. Yeah. He's yeah. one of their favorite Negroes right now. Yeah, yeah, one hundred percent. We'd be remiss if we didn't talk about the emotional impact that this has had on us as on us as black people watching this happen again. Um, I know that when we talked about this initially, we were going to actually start to show off by asking each other what our three emotional stances are right now. And since we didn't get an opportunity to do that at the beginning of the show, I think it's appropriate for us to do it now. Uh, Crush, what three emotions are you feeling right now after all of this, man? Um, you know, you know, I feel uh, kind of uh, kind of a, you know, like kind of a simmering kind of rage. Really, I mean, I definitely feel anger, but um, it's a, it's a more it's a more subdued anger, more uh, more collected. More focused. Um, my second emotion, I would say, is uh, just uh, you know, pure exhaustion. You know, um, my third emotional stance, I would say, is um, a sense of clarity. Mm -hmm. I think, you know, um, not not so much one of despair, but clarity on how serious we have to take our position in this country. L, what is uh, 
What are your three emotional stances right now, man? Uh, anger is number one. Fear would be number two. And hopelessness would be number three. Mm. Mm. Uh, for me, uh, I do feel a sense of anger. I will say I have a huge, huge feeling of disappointment. And I'll echo what you guys have said. I, I think there's a level of fear that's associated with this. Because, and I think, I think in many of these instances, the emotions that we've already expressed now, I think when we're looking at situations like this, whether it's Botham John, or we're talking about Tamir Rice, or we're talking about Breonna Taylor, or we're talking about George Floyd, the anger, the fear, the disappointment, I think that those those three things are almost at this point synonymous with one another as you're going through these issues. Because there's an anger from the results of what has happened and watching these things happen repeatedly. And I think ultimately there's the fear that you, you don't know what to do. You don't know how to circumvent this. And for us, for us folks that are parents or guardians, how to lead those people behind us to give them the answers and the tools that they need when you're not fully equipped to handle these situations either. Um, and I think for me, let me, I'm going to deal with the, the fear component first. Uh, the fear for me is when this takes place again, when this happens again to another black woman, a black man, or a black child. Yeah. The fear is not even the fact, the fear of it happening again. I, I'm stating when it happens again, my fear is what is our response going to be? Mm-hmm. Now, I, 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 again, I am one who advocates and, and pro self-defense. I'm not a nonviolent, peaceful protest type of dude. And, but I'm also not seeking violence. I believe in defending myself and my family very much the way that Mr. Walker attempted to defend Breonna Taylor. But I'm not saying that we should be preparing and, and we should respond with violence when this takes place. I'm saying I don't know what we should do because I'll be clear and say that I don't believe that the marching and protesting is working. Uh, no. But I don't think also that my fear is I don't know what we're going to do when this takes place again because we've seen this over and, and over, over and over and, over and over. And we have been, I, I'm not, I am going to be at, at speaking on Sunday at a rally, at a protest. Mm. I'm one of the key key speakers. I have no fucking idea what I'm going to say on Sunday. I don't know. I don't know what to, to, I'm going to say on Sunday in the form of encouragement, in the form of next steps, in form. I don't. I don't know what is going to take place. So my fear is the people who are fighting right now are finding themselves in such despair, such hopelessness, such exhaustion. I've been having a lot of conversation with protesters and organizers the past couple of days. And frankly, as we're both fighting through tears, 
Mm. We're in the same place. What the fuck do we do now? Next steps. I mean, what, 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 do, what do we do now? I guess life just goes on in Kentucky, right? Right. Oh, those those three, those three offers just they just get to live their lives, get careers, have families. I think one of the biggest parts of the disappointment that I feel as I'm looking at this whole case unravel is that there are still so many people, black people specifically, that believed or that hedged all of their bets and their hopes on the outcome of this case. When in fact, I think if anything, that press conference showed you that it's it's not about the case and the trial. It's a systemic problem sure. that needs to be torn down. The incestuous relationship between the attorneys and the police department can never be understated. Because the way, like I said, the way he's presented the conference, the press conference to me, came across as though he was the defense for the police, not as though he was the prosecutor trying to people. get to the truth no. of the people that needed justice the most. No. And he's a so, voted, he's an elected official. official. Yep. He's an elected official. So, and my, I've asked this question countless times when elected officials do shit that goes contrary to what the people who elected them desires, what weapons do you have in your arsenal to hold these motherfuckers accountable? So now that he's done this type of shit, what can the people in Louisville who elected him do to hold him accountable? You can't do got shit, it, but, but they got wait it. until that's, he, that's of, till he comes up to election again. But that's the part, that's part of the problem though. Even if you even if they have to wait until he comes up for election sure. again, the fact that we are not as civically and socially engaged is what causes yes, the issue. That we're reactive. Go ahead. The, yes. the reaction is like, okay, you, you have this shit storm or this fire storm happens in the moment. Yep. And then a month goes by and you forget about Man. it. I remember placing this. We said we had this stat not too long ago. It said the people in Congress and people that actually look at their politicians or politicians as a general term, Damn, think that politicians have, they have a like 20, between 15 to 20% approval rating. Yeah. But when you ask them about their politicians, specifically that, that help them in their communities, even if they're trash, trash they have bro. like an 80 to 90% approval rating. I don't know how anyone could look at this case with a rational mind, an open mind, mind seeking justice for somebody that that needed it, and feel like he did the best job that he could have been, that he could have done. No way. I, I would love to know, and I didn't I, because I really didn't want to dive too deep into Louisville to go down that rabbit hole. But I want to know what is who voted for him, who who put him in office, because again. When, as the election approaches in November, yep, these are the type of conversations that we should have been having in fucking February about these elected officials. We have to get out of this mindset that we just go to the polls and that is all we do. Even if that's not what we say, that's what we demonstrate every fucking election. We go to the polls and that's it. But it's not even just going, okay. This is my small pushback, and it's really we're pretty much saying the same thing. It's not even just about going to the polls. It's not about it's about not being strategic. Ferguson, Agreed. Michael Brown happened in when? Uh, shit, I'm sorry. 
when was that? 2012? What, what, 13? Michael Brown's situation yeah. when it happened. I think 2012, right? We remember him, yes. Okay. It took them until this year, this year to right? elect a black representative for Ferguson to go to Congress. This year. A majority city black. So how this did year. that happen? That's why I said not being strategic and not paying attention and unfortunately more times than not falling for the damn banana in the tailpipe and just letting shit continue to go as it's been going. I don't and know that, what that, we're going to That goes to a testament, man, to where I think we are as a people nowadays is that we are way more reactionary than we are actually revolutionary. Mm-hmm. And when I say... We, we 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 wait for shit to pop off, man, and then we want to come up with a plan on fighting it and getting the people. It's like, man, we we have to navigate this. This dude was trash before Brianna. Like it wasn't all of a sudden that this dude was a I good dude, and this is his like, one yeah. strike. This motherfucker wasn't no good before this. Yeah, we, we we need to be proactive on our existence here. Like I don't know how many more dead bodies it's gonna take for yeah, us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, the the, the protesting, and I mean, it's time for a completely new tactic. Sure, it's it's time to like literally clear the whole the whole chessboard and start from scratch. And I have a tremendous you know? amount of respect for these motherfuckers who are out there protesting and doing this. Yeah, rally shit. Yes, that man. shit ain't easy. You know what yeah, I'm no, saying? No, it's not. Tremendous. But again, I believe that it needs to be a shift. In tactics, and that doesn't mean that we stop doing that, but there is some other thing that we need to be adding somewhere along the line, or some different or, type or, of or, strategies, or, something, or, something, something, some other focus needs to be the lead of the, the the point of the spearhead. With and I believe protest, it's here with, with protests supporting it and pushing it forward. Yeah, you know? I believe it's our mentality. I think we should start there. Hmm. Um. You you know you guys know me pretty well. I try to be as as optimistic as possible. Because what other choice do you have, man? The world is the world is a cold and cruel place, and will eat your ass up if you allow it to. But I'm getting to the point now that I'm dreading the next conversation that we're going to have to have surrounding the next person that falls into a trap like this, and we'll be asking the same questions again, man. Like that's part of the anger that I'm feeling right now, and but I think, and that's that's where white supremacy wants us to be. They want us to be in a hopeless despair place, because oftentimes when you're in a hopeless despair place, you're paralyzed because you're you're sitting yeah. and trying there's, to figure out. Yeah, there's no such thing as next steps. What to move, and we got to like, yo, man, based off of these motherfuckers' history. And the data and what we're seeing in the White House, man, if we don't come up with a plan on how to deal with certain things, we are going to continue to be susceptible to the same type of shit. They're going to do this. We're going to march. We're going to forgive. We're going to get cold. Repeat, recycle, repeat, recycle. Bro, we got, we got, I I don't know. It's just it's weird. You know, it's, it's messed up because uh, Joy Reid actually recently on a uh, she, after the case came out, they were talking. And Joy Reid from MSNBC, and she said that black people and people of color should stop looking for equality and justice from this system. And she got lambasted. But, but that was probably, up with the rest of what she said. But that, but that was 
even if that's even if that's all we're going to say, that was the realest shit that anybody has said about this case this whole week so far. But she followed it up, and it, I, listen, I ain't shooting no bell because she followed it up with some bullshit. He's, he's, she followed right. it up immediately. Well, we we got a vote. I know, I know, I know how you feel on it. And I'm like, I know, how you, oh, I know, I know. You said you had me initially, and then you took it right. You took. You're like, you took it right too far, Joy. Listen, man, in this season, I hope people are seeing that. They're using these type of situations as a way to push black folks to the polls. This is what we're doing. They're using these situations to say, if we change the position or the style of races in the White House, things will be different. What? Elgin, you know that's a totally different conversation that's going to take us... And you know, there's a lot of people that already don't like you or me, for that matter, for talking like that. So Cash we, Palestine, Elgin Bailey, hit me up. We, we need to have that's that's going to be a big. Whew, Peace I the one in the middle. We're going to hash it out now on the record. That's going to be a conversation we're going to have the week before the election. Uh, <laughs> no. I'm not saying I'm not man, saying it's going to be red hot in November, boy. Come through. Let me listen, man. Yeah. Uh, anyway, it is what it is, man. All right. Right about now is the time when we'd like to give you little tidbits of news or words of wisdom that you can take with yourself into the week. So, Crush, what's up, man? Man, uh, something that, uh, you know, warmed the uh, the dark chambers of my blurred heart <laughs> is uh, DC Entertainment has officially chosen the John Stewart character to be the Green Lantern. The DCEU, not, not a Green Lantern, That's the Green Lantern, John Stewart. John Stewart. Who, who they have a they, no, oh. they're just saying the character John Stewart is, is yeah. the Green Lantern. It's, gonna be, it's gonna be the Green Lantern. The character, I mean, the actor hasn't been chosen yet, of course. Okay, I got you. But but but, but um, but there were, but ironically enough, Hal Jordan will be in the universe, but he's gonna be leading up, he's gonna be part of the ensemble for the Green Lantern Corps. Oh, uh, um, okay, yeah. But on Earth, it's You're gonna, gonna put be a white all man on the pedestal and then put the black. Dude. Oh, okay, I got you. <laughs> I, got you. I, knew you I knew you couldn't help yourself. Nigga. I mean, I, actually, I, help I mean, you know, well, they actually put some white dude to the back. You know what I'm saying? They actually put some white homie to the back. <laughs> no, sorry, you know I think it's a good look, man. I think it's a good look. The big thing is going to be who they pick this time around. Yeah, Ryan, yeah. Ryan Reynolds in that whole debacle. It got to be a dark skin brother, too, man. Still. It got to be a dark skin brother. It cannot be. One of my brothers. It has listen, to be someone dark. Listen, back. One yeah. of the first rumors that I heard, no bullshit. First rumor that I heard, Terrence Howard. Man, no. I'm trying to come on, no, Mike, no. Trying to tell no, you, Mike. No. If DC picks one of you no. beige motherfuckers no, listen, to be green, I'll tell you, we're gonna you. have some problems. I don't no. want. It. Listen, I don't want a, a light skin. The light skin nation does not. The light skin nation does not approve. You need no. a young cat. There's a lot of yeah. young dark skin brothers yeah. out yeah. there. Yeah, there's, there's a lot of good talent out there right now. Yeah, a lot. Yeah, no doubt. Terrence Howard, <laughs> Boogie, what's up, man? Hey, man, I just want to tell all my people to not when you buy your condoms, make sure <laughs> that your condoms are not coming from Vietnam. Uh, just just to help the people out. What the hell? You haven't heard the story. Well, let me tell you briefly. Police seized three hundred and forty-five thousand used condoms that were clean and sold. Hold up, what? what you say? 
What? <laughs> no, 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 no. According to no, 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 no. CNN. I want you to rewind it, please. What police seize 345,000 used condoms that were clean and sold as new. So I just want to tell everybody to be careful out there. Man. Be, careful, be careful what you're buying. What? Out there. The game is different. I mean, people are washing, rinsing, and putting condoms back in the package to sell them joints again. Oh, no. Listen, man, if you cheat on your wife, that's a good excuse you can use to somebody get pregnant. I got a, I got, a, I got, a, I got a V condom. What a bum! You couldn't, you couldn't help yourself either, huh? <laughs> I'm sorry. When I read that story. I could not stop. I was like, "Who in the hell is washing condoms?" Yeah, that condoms job. Yo, can you imagine that job? You know what's messed up? That two job. years. I don't know if you remember. Two years ago, this CD happened to you. Report. Oh. <laughs> people washing is like steps to condom use and safe sex man and like, it was like step number four or something like that do not rinse and reuse so it became a thing and folks are asking like are niggas really rinsing and reusing condoms like yes because somebody did that shit i didn't white know that they were selling the joints again though white folks i'm telling you this oh my people. They put raisins in the potato salad, so they watch the condoms. You, you people clearly see what Elgin's uh, his handle is. So uh, go ahead and send those messages to him. <laughs> At Elgin Bailey, yeah. we, we, we know the deal. We know the deal by now. Uh, what's up for me, man? I'm going to give a shout out, and I don't. I rarely do this, but I'm going to give a shout out to uh, Deion Sanders. Prime time. He's now been chosen as the head coach at Jackson State University in Mississippi. Oh. He's pushing forward a new movement to have black talent come to these HBCUs. His staff, if you hear some of the rumors of the names that he's trying to pull in his yeah. staff, he's already reached out to some of these folks. He's talking about Terrell Owens. He's talking about um Man. He's, he's talking about a lot of big names that come and be oh, the coaches yeah. at Jackson, at Jackson Damn. State come so i'm really excited to see it. Wow. this will be the catalyst yeah to and pick up other big names at other hbcus man. they can get the major college talent football would be hot yes, yes. College football would be red hot again yes yes i'm waiting for it man black college football hasn't been Mm-mm. hasn't been worth really writing home about since like the early years of grambling man i know just grambling so no comment. Hey, uh, <laughs> no, you better comment. Fool. You better comment, fool. I have the niggers come after me, bro. I'm oh, I'm, I'm, you know what? I didn't. I didn't think about it. I already know my my inbox is about to be blasted. Oh, here's, here's a message now. You black bastard. <laughs> <laughs> I'm talking about HBCU. <laughs> Grambling. Oh, my God. Anyway, you say Grambling. It is what it is. <laughs> oh, Where can no. people find you if they want to find you, man? Man, come check me out at SB Methods on Instagram. I have an awesome link tree in my bio with all the new music. Yeah, Please. no doubt, no doubt. We appreciate that. Boogie. Where can people find you if they want to find you and also meet you at this this rally and protest? Yeah, no doubt. Oh, man, the protest is going to be at One City Hall Plaza, Coatesville, Pennsylvania, starting at 11 a.m. on Sunday morning. And you can find me on social media platforms at Elgin Bailey. Okay. And I'm big. Oh, Mr. In the Black. You can find me on Twitter, Instagram at MR underscore in the black. And I want to thank you guys once again for joining us for another incredible episode of the In the Black podcast. You could have been anywhere, but you're here with us. 
watching, listening, and we really appreciate it. If you enjoy content like this, content that makes you think, content that makes you laugh, and content that you can actually grow with, please continue, subscribe, listen, share with a friend, bring somebody along as you're watching the show, man. And as always, informed, intelligent, in the black. In the black. Peace. Peace. This is, this is the In the Black Podcast. In the Black, bro. Hands <laughs> down, one of the best podcasts I ever heard, though. I like y'all, Bretches, what up? I read a black up, be Listen, in the black podcast, like your lad, it's all facts. You don't like that, then fall back. In the black podcast, don't talk trash. Switch fast if you ain't raw, then go whack. Informed, intelligent elements, always relevant. Not for the weak and delicate. This is eloquent excellence. We are setting the precedence. Rest of them are excrement. In the black podcast, the truth like the testament. Don't know, black up, he bro, man, a specialist. So what the podcast broadcast, y'all mess with this. Like said, they might. Cheat, who don't do it so effortless? I listen them, I learn when them listen them, I benefit. Report current effect, everything that is prevalent. This is so exquisite, a scientific experiment. Giving you the news, not views without evidence. Telling you the truth, sentiments without embellishments. Relax, these are the facts, bringing them to your residence. In your house, like your tenement, listen to hear intelligence. Body filled with melanin, power that's so unsettling. Bright in the stars, bringing some light back to the desolate. In the black podcast, like your land is all facts, you don't like that before. In the black podcast, they fucked up. Who looks at what? Black up here, chat me, y'all. In the black podcast, like your land is all facts, you don't like that before. In the black podcast, we all lost. They won't let them turn, none of them look on the trust. Just like that, though. <laughs> 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 <laughs>